Hey everyone, welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, uh, your absolute best podcast that you listen to in regards to movies, music, comics, and culture. Um, really excited, uh, got another great show for you tonight. There's a lot to talk about, a lot of cool things that are going to be happening. So, um, you know, so yeah. You know, one day you'll get that opening just straight. You know, I no never stuttering. Do. No, no stuttering. I, you know, maybe I should write it down or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. No, I don't think, but. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, really uh, a lot of stuff that's going on. We're going to start off tonight by, uh, but actually talking a, a little bit about culture, um, you know, as opposed to going right into movies and, and music, um, although we are going to talk a little bit about that as well, because there are some really cool things that are going on. But, um, you know, first thing that we're going to talk about is the Instagram picture <laughs> that is sweeping the world right now. For, for about the next 12 hours. Yeah, for about the next 12 hours. Man, dude, uh, fads. Fads. In, uh, I wonder what the history books are going to say when they look back at the, <laughs> at the years between 2010 and 2020. And what's going to happen? What are they going to say when they actually look back? And they're like, man, these people were fucking stupid yeah. what a bunch of morons <laughs> like why is why is stupidity popular right like are we approaching idiocracy um so oh yeah we're there <laughs> yeah i think we are there um, we were so, eating tide pods last year you know tide pods right Not me and you people doing the, the bird box challenge and getting oh. into car accidents smashing their children into walls and and shit you know what's funny you know, i was the like, other what's going on you know what's funny last week i was i was thinking after new year's i was like what's gonna be the first you know just dumb fad of 2019 what's gonna be the like Nailed how it. bad is 2019 gonna be in that <laughs> sure enough sure enough does not uh social media and the internet does not yeah. disappoint start of the real whopper yeah so uh so if you don't know what we're talking about although i'm sure that you do uh we're going to be talking about uh the egg the the what, what is it called the world record egg world record egg world yeah. record world record egg uh, and somebody created a Instagram page for the express purpose and sole purpose of being the most liked picture on the internet and on Instagram. Uh, beating out Kylie Jenner's picture of what, like her baby or something? Uh, I'm gonna go with who the fuck cares. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. To be so exact, it's, it's, it's thirty six million seven hundred twenty three thousand five hundred ninety of us like this uh, photo. So chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably saw the picture and you probably clicked like. Chances I, you know, are. Fun fact. I did not. You did not. Wait, let me I, fix that. I did. Yeah, fix Ding. it. Yeah, now, you I, now, now you have like the thirty-six million seven hundred twenty thousand seven hundred twenty-three thousand five hundred ninety-one. Ninety-one. <laughs> there you are. The more important number, the one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So essentially, it's literally just a picture of an egg. It's it's literally just an egg. It's it's there's nothing happening to the egg. There's nothing special about the egg. It's not a weird egg. It's literally just a picture of an egg. It's actually uh, an organic farm fresh uh, farm uh, farm. Fuck. Cage free. Cage free. Raised. Thank you. <laughs> for you to say. Cage free. Farm fresh. Farm to table. Yeah. You know, organic. You That's know, what I meant to say. <laughs> no steroids added. So let's talk about the why, right? So let's talk about the why, right? So. Why, why did this become so popular, right? Was it, is this, is this becoming popular social commentary, right? Is this what the, the general populace is going out there and saying that influencers 
are stupid. Influencers aren't shit, right? Influencers really aren't that important because you can literally take a picture of an egg and get yeah. more more than double more than double what Kylie Jenner got. Yeah, I like it because I, I just I just feel like we got one over on the Kardashian clan and that makes me happy because <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> but why? You know, they're just trying to make a buck. You know, they're just trying to do what they do, right? There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, right? You know, yes, there is. Blindly following them—that's the problem, right? And the same thing with this egg. Now, I clicked like on the egg. Of course, I did because. <laughs> you know, or is it – see, and that's the thing, right? Is it just what we had been talking about in last week's episode? Is it that bandwagon mentality that the world seems to have right now where everyone wants to be a part of that in crowd? You want to be able to get the joke. You want to be a part of the the in group, right? Like so is that really what it is or is this something to be – to show that like – Instagram is stupid. Like, is this social commentary saying Instagram is stupid and you literally can take the dumbest picture in the world that's the most basic thing and get as long as everybody likes it, you know, that uh, you can get all the likes in the world? I mean, I, I already tried to buy the, the copyright to the egg picture so I could start making t-shirts <laughs> and selling uh, them. So. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that you can buy the copyright for that. I'm not sure. Maybe patent we'll it. Yeah, patent it, copyright it, or whatever, no, but yeah, trademark. Yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a commentary on the the whole nature of social media, and it's just like just doing it because – literally just doing it because everybody else is. Right. Everyone's like, hey, let's you know look at this picture of an egg and let's like it. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and uh, like honestly, like, what kind of a world record is most likes on Instagram? Like at some point that record will be broken, you know, because like, like, when does that stop? Now it's going to be like what? Now it's going to be, uh, be a picture of a, of a noodle. It's like let's see right. if we can get this picture of a noodle to right. break the world record of the egg. Like who fucking cares? Right, and the, the thing that bothers me about it is the um, – the, the, the sort of pretentiousness about it, right, where it's so dumb, but, oh, if you don't like it or if you don't get it, you know, you're just not smart enough to get it. You don't know. But you're not you're not <laughs> you're, you're not endorsing intelligence. This is not a smart picture. It's a high IQ. Egg. Oh, is this is that what this is? This is a high <laughs> IQ meme. No, this is so stupid. It's dumb. Right. And there's little now again, I click like I click the like button. Right. Because, you know, just because I thought it was funny. Right. So is that what it is, right? Did is the majority of people out there like, oh, ha ha ha, right? Or like, or is it something? Is it something more than that, right? Maybe is maybe, this... maybe thirty-two million of us just really like eggs. I like eggs in the I morning. Mean, I love eggs. Scrambled, the, the, greasy. Oh man, eggs Benedict. I'm all about it. Man, omelets, they go right with my keto diet. It's great. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Talk in, influencer, about, Anthony. Influencer. Right, uh, keto it diet. There it is. There you, it is. You dick. I hate you. Hey, man, I, uh, I was recognized for the podcast the other day, actually. That, that was really, that, that, that's awesome. That's the coolest thing ever, man. Like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, getting recognized. Uh, actually had a, a chat at a, a salon, hair salon, while I was getting my hair cut and the um, uh, one of the people that was working in the salon, I just got a chance to uh, start chit-chatting with them, and uh, you know they said hello and recognized us from the show. So hopefully they're still listening. Big shout out to uh, you. I'm sorry I, I had didn't a, get your name. I tried to. I tried, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to plug the woman at the movie theater who gave me my tickets the other day. She was like, she's like, oh, what's on your shirt? And I was like, oh, it's my podcast. It's called oh, Ready Set oh, View. Yeah, she's like, she's like, no, I mean your T-shirt. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. The, the sweatshirt is Ready Set View. She's like, but what's on your T-shirt? Like, it doesn't matter. The sweatshirt. Look at the hoodie. It's yeah, Ready Set View. It's my podcast. podcast. <laughs> so again, now now there's that, right? So you know how 
they always say, right, how, when you walk into a room, how can you tell uh, the people who are vegan in the room? Because they don't shop about it. Exactly. Because they're going to tell you, yeah. right? They're Same thing with the people vegan. who read the Game of Thrones book. How do you know if somebody read the Game of Thrones books? Oh, they're going to tell oh. you that they read the Game of Thrones oh, books, right? God. I've read the Game of Thrones books, so I'm going to tell you that I read them. Oh, but, I never actually no, did that. But if you have a podcast, how do you know somebody has a podcast? Well, they're going to tell you about their podcast, right? I, I so, didn't even know you could so, read. So, well, <laughs> dude, dude, Audible. I have an Audible account. <laughs> so you can't read. <laughs> so you can't read. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, but um, but yeah. So like, is there an, an is there anything really inherently wrong with this? Is this just something that's fun and you know distracting and and just kind of silly and stupid and really doesn't mean anything? Um, or is there some kind of deeper meaning? I don't know. The world may never know. Yeah, I think with the egg, I think it's just to be fun. But there is certainly, I think, a deeper meaning with a lot of these other social media uh, influencer people. And and I, you know, uh, the, this is what we wanted to talk about today because yeah. there's a, yeah, a documentary coming out on Netflix. Um, which uh, and Hulu actually, there's two separate documentaries. Right, right. We'll watch both of them. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the the end, <laughs> a lot of it is to just shit on social media influencers. So it's about the the fire festival. But I think it's also a way to shit on on influencer followers. Yeah, well, exactly. The whole the whole um, the whole thing, the whole like culture of yeah. that. And it's like I, 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 again, we haven't watched it yet. We just watched the trailer for it. Right. Um, you, you can stream it now. We'll have a review next week. Week, but like, yeah, for sure. it seems like it's really going in depth about what happened with this fire festival. So, just for those of you that don't know what this is, right? The fire festival. Um, this was the I, <laughs> I, I, I can't even talk about it without laughing. <laughs> it from the moment I saw the before it even devolved into the shit show that it became. Right. When I first started seeing people on social media talking about it and, and quoting these influencers and all oh, these people are going to it. I'm like, right. This just like this, and that it's sounds... going to be the next Coachella, yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, it's going to be the, a huge music festival. Yeah, all these celebrities are going to be there. You're going to get to hobnob with the who's who of yeah. the world, right? And and to make you feel like you're part of the in crowd at a ridiculously high price, yeah. right? At a ridiculously high price, yeah. Which is like what Coachella is already becoming, and these guys were, I guess, trying to. Uh, emulate Coachella or be the next cool thing and and uh yeah it uh, it, it didn't work so what was the guy's name again uh Bill McFarland so Bill McFarland not only was he the the founder of this uh fire festival but this actually hits a little bit close to home to me as well because he created a uh, sort of a, a a an in crowd um for on on the financial side and essentially all it was was he gave you a metal credit card, a black card. So for those of you who don't know, when you have the American Express black card, the you know much sought after American Express black card that has literally no limit, you can literally buy an airplane on it, um, uh, and it's made out of metal. Yep. He, essentially, Bill McFarland tried to do that and with a group called Magnesis, a company called Magnesis. And the, the, the company card would send you um, – Weekly different events that they would go to. Now, it was only available in New York, L.A., Washington, D.C., and I think Chicago. 
Chicago, but I'm not 100% sure. I actually don't think Chicago. I think it was just L.A., D.C., and New York City. And um, The most elite places. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and the places where you want to be a part of the in crowd right. and everything like that. And, you know, one conversation with one person, you know, you want to be able to believe that it can help take your whatever creativity off the ground and take you from being a nobody to being a somebody, right? Everybody has that new American dream, right? So do we, as we do with our podcast. I would love, if I got a chance to meet Gary V on the on the streets and I talked to him about the podcast and he was like, look, I would love to have you on my podcast to talk about yours. Of course, I'm going to jump at the chance, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't, right? Because this is something that you know you're you're putting a lot of effort into, a lot of time, a lot of work, and you're actually being creative and putting it out into the universe, right? And trying to be able to inspire people, or at least just humor people in our case, right? About you know just and with our creativity and and with um, uh, you know, with a show and and being able to to do this, but. And you want to see that succeed. But at the same time, right, like you got to look into like what it really was. And when I took a step back and for all of the events, they would always send you. It was usually weekly or, or what it was usually one event, two events per week. It was usually like when a restaurant opened or a new event space was open. It was always it was always different events. Right. And you'd be able to go. You'd be able to get in for free. You'd be able to have discount drinks. The the Magnesis card only cost two hundred and fifty dollars a year. So it really wasn't that expensive. And at the time that I was a member of Magnesis. Magnesis. Um, I actually worked for a company that um, that uh, I guess did the. I don't know how you would call it. I mean, they like they the marketing did or? well. They did the they did the reporting on on corporate events, right? So they oh. would do news about corporate events, and they would do tips for event planners. Essentially, it was a a magazine, both online as well as a, a physical magazine, where event planners could be able to go to be able to be inspired. Uh, what we called it when I worked for the company was actionable inspiration, right? So you'd be able to see, you know, an idea, a catering idea, a design idea, you know, a fabric idea idea, um, uh, a, a decoration piece, right, the, for your corporate event, and you'd be able to contact those people immediately who were responsible for creating it, right? So they would they would uh, do coverage on all of these different events, including things like the Golden Globes and some of the bigger events, uh, and then show, like, you know, what the designs were and how it looked and, and to be able to so do, like... So you were part of the Illuminati, is what you're saying. No, it was just a media company. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but it was just a media company based around events, right? And so I joined Magnesis, and, and it was a very... It was a little bit tough. Like, I ended up having to write out a full survey. I ended up having to do a phone interview before I was accepted into it. So it was really... It did have that, that significant in-crowd feel. But I did it more to be aware of uh, new openings, right? Of, yeah. of venue openings, restaurant openings, bar openings, so that I could go there, right? And, you know, obviously my job was to try and get them to partner with us and advertise with us, right? So, um, you know, I always wanted to be able to be in the know because yeah. I also had a group of event planners that I was friends with and that I would talk to. So I always wanted to be in the know about the best event spaces so that I could always recommend it. So for me, being a part of Magnesis was, you know, it was more for my job than anything else. I wasn't really in it for trying to be a part of the in crowd right and at 250 dollars a year i was able to expense it and it was no big deal right yeah, of course so at the same time so so you know this kid hits kind of close to home because i actually you know i did feel cool you know i would throw down you know oh everybody's paying for for uh dinner and you throw down your credit cards and i throw down the big clunky metal card <laughs> ding 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 right and people would be like oh what's this and then of course you can you can talk about it right but the thing is is that like 
I, I think that it, it really shows what's going on in our culture today that because of social media, um, just just everyone just wants to be a part of something. Yeah, well, and, and a part of the in crowd, and everybody wants to get rich quick. Now everybody's always wanted to get rich quick, but it's more on the 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 stunting side nowadays. Yeah. I think right where you're not only are you um, talking about you know just being a part of that in crowd, but being able to flash it right. Um, or I guess what's the new term? Floss. Is it is that the what? new term that kids are saying? Floss? Yeah, yeah. Like with your teeth? What are you talking yeah, about? That's, that's what the new like hip in term is. Like, Wait, but what does it mean? It means to like your swagger, your stunt, your fashion, your oh, you know, that's you know. so fucking stupid. <laughs> that is so dumb. I think that's what it is. These are the maybe people, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. These are the people. People using those terms. These are the people that paid twenty five thousand dollars or whatever the fuck it was to go to fire festival yeah. and get holed up in uh, disaster relief tents and eat American cheese on Wonder Bread yeah. for fucking five days and literally be stranded on an island. These people got like there. There were people calling this a, a legit humanitarian crisis because they were. It was on an island. It wasn't like they were going to you know Coachella out in California or uh, Bonnaroo down in. Tennessee. They were on a goddamn right. island surrounded by water, right. and these people, like, there were people getting sick. There were like nobody. I don't. I don't, I don't believe anybody died. Uh, people got like legitimately so. sick. Some people got like injured. It was a whole like yeah, disaster. It was a yeah, complete I mean, disaster. Yeah, was, and so the question is. The question from this is so we'll I'm sure that they will really go into this in the in the uh, the documentary we'll talk about it on, on the next week episode when we watch it but from everything that I read um, a couple years ago when this was all happening I think that like they tried to pass it off you know like oh like we 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 fucked up but I think that this was a out and out scam right from the, from the beginning, like yeah. right from the get go. So that's that's what I was curious about, and that's what I'm really looking forward to watching the documentary is to be able to understand was this somebody who just tried to do a big event without knowing how to put on an event, right? Somebody who tried to use and, and swing, you know, swing their credit card and swing their money and, and try and influence, you know, celebrities to be there. And then all of a sudden nobody wanted to be there or people backed out at the last moment. You know, were people really signed up for this? I, you know, and I know, yeah. again, from working in the event industry for as long as I did, that actually getting people to show up to the event is like 60% of the job, Yeah. right? Like, so you can get them to sign contracts, you can get them to pay you money, you can get them to do whatever it is in order to try and guarantee that they're gonna be there, but at the end of the day, you can't literally go into their house, yeah. grab them, and force them to be at your event. There's, you just can't yeah. do it. And, I, and another reason why I think it's a scam too, if you look, if you go back and you look at the list of bands that they said they had booked there, yeah, and, uh, and, that, and, that, and like if you go back and you, and you sort of follow the social media feed, there were hundreds of bands they said they had booked and all of these asshole influencers like your Kardashian shitheads were talking all about how great this was going to be but then if you actually go and look at the bands they claimed they had booked barely a handful of them were even making any mention of going to this right. festival right. and as someone that's played in bands before if you have a gig I don't care how big your band is or how yeah. how much you've made it you advertise that you have a gig right and that you're gonna be at the festival yeah. now again you know we we, uh, we we were following this back in uh, 2017 when it first happened um, but it's been a little bit, and you know, again, I'm sure the the, the documentary is gonna gonna I can't both documentaries, and the fact that there's two different documentaries that have been made, one for Hulu and one for Netflix, so it's not the yeah. same documentary that's just playing on both 
uh, streaming services. It's actually two different documentaries. Yeah. So I'm actually very curious to watch both of them and see is like one going to be on one side? Are they going to be different? Are they going to be like very similar to each other? Right? Where are they getting the interviews from? Do they do their own interviews? You know, how is that all going to work? And really, so, but what is this? What is this? What does this mean? Right? And who's really at fault here? Right? Now, obviously, Bill McFarlane for yeah. creating a, a financial scam and um, and and and, and literally blame, robbing from people. I blame the influencers. I not I one hundred percent blame the influencers. I, I blame the followers. Well, the, the, well, yeah. They're they're just as stupid. I mean, like think about these influencers. Like 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 take take as another example. Take these people on Instagram. These Instagram quote models that peddle this like fit tummy tea yeah, stuff you can't see tea. enough of. That stuff is just a laxative. It yeah. just makes you shit your brains out. <laughs> like if I, I can oh, go. Oh hey, eat, I want to lose five pounds real quick. Yeah, yeah great. You know yeah, what? I'm gonna go eat Taco Bell and yeah. then shit for three days. That's how I'm gonna lose five pounds. Yeah, have don't Chipotle retain four any times of that. a week. You'll be fine. Yeah, or like you know another. You know, shout out to Payless Shoes because they really, uh, really shined, uh, sh- yeah, shined a light, yeah, shined a light on yeah. this influencer culture Agreed. just a few months ago, and I thought yeah. this was. The most brilliant thing that any company has ever done oh, on absolutely. social media. Yeah. They set up a, a fake store yep. called Palessi. Palessi, <laughs> right. Palessi. Fucking brilliant. Right. And they invited all these influencer assholes to come and buy their shoes for 200 300 400 like seven, dollars $800. Yeah, shoes that typically you could go into the store and buy them for 20 or $30. It's the bucks. same shit that you could go into any pay less in yep. any mall and buy yep. for $30. And yep. you go back and you look and all these people are talking about, now this great store and all these wonderful shoes and they're talking like finite details about the the handiwork and the shoes and like the brilliant leather and yeah. how, how well crafted they are yeah. like, and <laughs> all because they think that it's it's luxury yeah you know same thing i mean you know who makes coach bags eddie bauer Eddie Bauer is the same company that yeah. makes Coach. I was gonna, I was gonna say children in uh, Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it's man's motto. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, neither confirmed nor denied. Those rumors, but um, no, but literally, if you buy an Eddie Bauer bag and you buy a Coach bag, they are made by the same people, the same quality of material. Just one says Coach and the other says Eddie Bauer. Yeah. So one you're gonna pay five hundred dollars for or more, and the other one you're gonna pay. 60 bucks for it's like when people you know? buy it's like when people buy an infinity and they think they're getting a luxury car it's like yeah. no bro that's a nissan yeah come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. so so yeah so, so we're but, something i wanted to kind of bring up though on the opposite end yeah right one of my favorite lines from uh, a movie a movie called rounders right a uh, great movie talking about poker is um um uh, uh matt damon's character matt um, damon Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> um, so Matt Damon's character talks about um, uh, a poker player by the name of Amarillo Slim. And Amarillo Slim once said that it is immoral to let a sucker keep his money. Yeah. Right. And now, is that true? Is that correct? Right. Like, is it? Is it? Is it? You know, like. Is it, is it on the fault of the followers, which I absolutely think that it is, right? And the people who yeah. want to be, quote, unquote, influencers, right? Yeah. These people who don't want to work for a living, but they want to try and, and stunt like they 
are rich, they are fashionable, right? They are the the people who are in the know. They want to try and stunt like they are the tastemakers when yeah. they're not. I think right? it falls on two different sides of the spectrum a little bit. Okay. Um, because you know you have like take take for example the financial crisis and the right. mortgage crisis when people right. were literally scamming people out of their money and selling them these junk mortgages, these these bad toxic mortgages. And in that situation, I think it's a little bit different because like. Who Great you? Know, I, I'm a Great homeowner. Point. I barely understand fucking mortgages and how that whole thing works, but I have one. Like so, like right. I, I barely get right. that. But then on the flip side, though, look at, when we look at something like Light Fire Festival, like right. that is a through and through scam on a completely different level. And so for those people, yeah, they shouldn't get to keep their money. Fuck them if you're gonna sit there and believe somebody who you who you don't know these social media influencers with their 30 million followers. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna believe somebody you don't know that this is the greatest thing ever, and you're just gonna take their word for it and give them three thousand dollars to go fly to an island and do this. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I, I don't understand how people like that think. And I don't know. Did they did they ever get their money back? Right? Because it was it was the the, the some price did tag, some the did. price tag to go there. I think you're right. It was like twenty five thousand. Oh, it was outrageous. It yeah. was like a huge, huge, like ridiculous amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, did they get their money back? Should they know better? Especially in today's society, you have to be so aware of scams being out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it was the fault of the mortgage companies for writing these terrible mortgages, right? Right. It wasn't the fault of the people, right? But that's not – we're not talking about influencers there, right? We're exactly. We're talking about people where you're putting your trust in somebody for your mortgage. I guess it's the same sort of thing, right? Yeah. Well, I so, was just saying when you said about, like, don't let a sucker keep its well, money. Well, exactly. It's like, yeah, know. that's what I mean, yeah. right? So you, you've got – both sides of the coin there where you have to constantly be aware of scams that are out there because everyone's trying to get one over on somebody else right and um um and and so you know it, it's just who do you blame who do you blame i but th I, I think you should put the blame i blame on. everybody so i blame everybody obviously bill mcfarland right so yeah. obviously bill mcfarland you he obviously went to jail he's going to jail he's going to be in jail for a long time Right, the guy's bankrupt. Magnesis immediately went under after the fire festival. Um, he actually you should frame that card. He was actually an owner of a hotel in New York City as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Um, uh, we won't name the the name of the hotel, but um, immediately after the fire festival happened um, and and all these problems happened, obviously they pushed him out. Right, so yeah, um, he was no longer the uh, the owner of the the hotel at all. Um, so uh, you know, it goes into that. Um, uh, that idea of like, of like, you know, just be careful and don't buy into influencers, right? Like, especially fake influencers, right? You, you, you follow people who are legitimate and who have done legitimate things. Like we always talk about the rock bubble never bursting, right? right? And, the, and the, the new show that he's on, um, the Titan games, right? Which right. is, it's a great show. I love it. I absolutely love it. The, the most, um, the top selling Under Armour brand is the rocks brand right yeah and i mean and like the, a guy like the rock you know say what you will about the things that he does he he is a man that has legitimate talent you know and the majority Absolutely. of these influencers like uh their talent is getting is like getting caught fucking on film you know like I it's mean, trying to be famous it. for the sake of being famous <laughs> sake of right? being famous exactly. you know it's just being famous for being famous you know without doing anything that's really creative without right. trying to put 
you know, some a sort of piece of art or or inspire people in some way. Yeah. Right. It's just you're literally just trying to be famous for the sake of being famous, so that you can get out of working uh, a nine to five job. Yep. Right. You know, and then and all these people that that are obsessed with you for being famous, and then and then thinking about like I, I always think it's it's interesting because they have like do you remember when the the little like bubble of uh, uh of like female image burst like it used to be like you had to be thin everybody right. had to be yeah, thin yeah, those things and then you had skinny. all these people coming up and it's like it's not just about being thin that's not really healthy it's about eating healthy and working out like being right. thin like you know curvy is sexy now right, right. and like, then positive body image right exactly. and that's really what it should be you know? exactly everybody is beautiful no matter what you look like exactly right? you should just feel confident confidence is is what makes so you now sexy. so so now the new uh so now the new sort of image is trying to be somebody else that you're not like this wanting to be famous is trying to be yeah, a celebrity stunting. is the new thing yeah i guess i guess you're yeah. right yeah. yeah so so yeah so bottom line is i have zero sympathy for these people that get themselves into these situations yeah. because if you're going to base your life around somebody that has no talent and is famous just for being famous or just for being rich right? yeah, or because just they for come being from rich, a rich family, exactly right without actually yeah. having any kind of that's your own fucking fault yeah you know you got to be smart you know watch out for the scams that are out there right and um and i guess make sure you always buy insurance on your festival tickets you know who's got real talent though <laughs> who's got real talent matt poppy oh man so we're just firing at you right <laughs> so now poppy is a great example this is a great way to segue um, so for those of you who are not familiar with that poppy on YouTube, uh, she Which is poppy? that poppy. <laughs> now I, I happen to be a fan of poppy. I'm not the most hardcore poppy seed that's out there. Um, uh, but I am a, wait, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. Are they really called poppy seeds? The oh, followers? Yeah. I did not oh, know yeah. that. Oh, oh yeah. that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Poppy yeah. seeds. Yes, I am. A, I am definitely oh, a, so a, a poppy seed. I saw her live in Brooklyn um, last year, and it was a great time. Great experience. Great concert. A lot of fun. Um, so essentially, she is a singer um, who does these YouTube videos that are just very strange. They're very, very, very weird, right? And they're, they're, they're. I, I don't know if – sometimes you feel like there's social commentary. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes like that you feel like there are messages in her videos. Sometimes not. Um, her producer, Titanic Sinclair, who is really kind of the brainchild behind Poppy and really took her from being you know, uh, just a, a regular person and, and uh, musical artist to being Poppy – Right. And now she's got millions and millions of followers on YouTube and um, could be considered, I guess, not really an influencer, but definitely um, somebody who sort of inspires people. I mean, at the concert, I met some some of the weirdest people. Right. But also some of the most salt over the earth people. Right. But they were absolutely obsessed with Poppy. Right. To the point of having like every picture on their phone was a picture of Poppy. Right. And like videos of her and just this total ridiculous obsession with this pop. I, I guess you could call icon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This, this pop icon. And. You know, and and I think that's all well and good as long as you leave it at knowing that it's a fake character, right? Like I love Superman. You love Spider-Man, right? There are more pictures of Spider-Man in the estate room here than than anything else, right? Um, you know, but you understand that Spider-Man's not a real person. He's not a real character. Whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? He's not real. <laughs> blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah, absolutely blasphemy. <laughs> no, but 
So the cool news is, and I would definitely encourage you, go check out Poppy. Go listen to her music. I guarantee, listen to her music first before going to watch her videos. Um, or go to watch her videos first. I, I would say other way around. Yeah, yeah watch that's the how videos I got introduced, first. introduced yeah. to her. We're just by her very strange, weird, crazy music, her videos that are on YouTube, um, and then got introduced to her music through that. And uh, the exciting part is, is that worlds are colliding. And Poppy is partnering. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. That's right. Worlds are colliding. Uh, <laughs> Poppy is partnering with WWE in order to provide the theme song for NXT Loud, which is their next big takeover event. Um, and it's the event that happens the night before the Royal Rumble. So just, uh, I think, in about two weeks' time. Well, that's um, right. Royal Rumble is just a couple weeks away. I'm yeah, so excited. Is, it's so awesome. Oh, man. My favorite event of the year. But well, anyway, have a good review So that. really, really cool. I mean, so here's this this weird, very niche pop icon that is just not – like if you look at poppy fans, right, they are not wrestling fans, right? And if you no, look at wrestling yeah. fans, there may be handfuls or pockets of wrestling fans yeah, maybe. that even know who poppy is. Right. But I think it's really cool. And, and I think good on Triple H for trying to to expand the brand in a smart way by trying to reach out and find a niche audience. Right. That is going to be able to be influenced into watching or, or being yeah. interested in wrestling because they're fans of Poppy. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I love I love when stuff like this crosses over, especially in wrestling, because wrestling for me has always had a real unique way to bring in elements and people from other walks of uh of media and stardom and make them cool even if you don't like them because like you know like take take donald trump for example yeah nobody likes yeah. donald trump but i loved when he was on wwe and he got the fucking stunner from stone yeah, cold like, that was great i yeah. don't I don't like Snooki. I think she's the most annoying human being on the entire planet. But when she had that ridiculous bit in WWE a few years ago, it, was, great. it was so great. It was great. And then they did uh, – a few years ago, they did the beef with Stephen Amell, yeah. uh, who plays Arrow. Yeah, he came on and had a Rhodes. match, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, what, what was it? It was at WrestleMania a few years ago where uh, freaking Gronkowski uh, came oh, out, yeah. came in. Yeah, and, came like, into the Battle Royal and like, helped Mojo Rawley. Yeah. You know, it's – it's great, you know. No, and and that's you know that's something that WWE has yeah. always tried to do is to try and have celebrities be a part of the show and be a part of the group and and to try and bring other points of media so that you can attract a larger audience that you, you don't already have. And I think that this is just a very unique way because Poppy is so strange, and this song especially because the song is X. That's the name of the song. It's just X. Yeah. And um, it's a very strange song where it goes into like. It starts off as like, like it has like a death metal rip, right? And yeah, rip, awesome. And then and and then it goes into this light like bubbly music, and then it goes back <laughs> into death metal, right? And it's like really a, a cool song. It's very strange, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just I, I think it's I think it's very unique, and I think it's a, a pretty cool way that they're uh, trying to expand the audience. So and, worlds are colliding, you know. Definitely check out Poppy. Check out NXT Loud. And to be clear, I don't. I know I, I gave a lot of actual wrestling examples. I'm pretty sure Poppy is not going to be wrestling uh, at NXT. <laughs> so don't anybody get your hopes up if you're no, a Poppy she's fan. Just providing the theme song. That's but what how, she's doing. But how great would it be if Poppy did come out and like just 
give somebody a stunner real quick. Man, or just hit him with a guitar or something. <laughs> you know? Or just like she wouldn't hit him with a guitar. She would hit him with like a like a pink fluffy dildo or something. Yeah, like, or she you know. did something. Handed them <laughs> yeah. the, the the plant or uh, the the mannequin. You yeah, know? exactly. Like whatever you know. Like, <laughs> I think it'd be cool. Just have her have her you know involved some way. So um so yeah so pretty cool pretty cool way that worlds are colliding and and you can see um. You know, uh, different sources of media doing trying to do crossovers, right, and and trying to just expand their audience. You know, so smart. I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah. So funny story though. I love how you said uh, it's a smart thing to do because now we want to talk about something that we think is a fucking terrible idea to do. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. It, it got announced this. Not week. like we would ever uh, express our opinion on things that are terrible or yeah, anything. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Why, why would we? Uh. It got announced this week. Uh, the performers for the Super Bowl halftime show this year. Uh, Oh man! And it, I, it, it's, it's so bad. It, it's so, so. First of all, before we tell you who they are, you've probably already seen the news. The Super Bowl halftime show hasn't been good in. I, I don't even know when the last time I remember actually. The last time I remember actually enjoying a Super Bowl halftime show was when Prince did it. Yeah. Um, and that was, I want to say, almost probably even 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. Like, what was that? Didn't The Who do one as well? That was even longer ago, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it yeah. was even longer ago. Um, and, like, and, like, you know, and, and not for nothing, even the even when, the you know, when Aerosmith and NSYNC did their whole little thing, like, yeah. as, as, as just hammy as that was, I actually really enjoyed it because there was, you know, for, for starters... There was a an actual band playing a live band with right. instruments playing music. Right. Um, so that's always a plus. But anyway, fast forward to all that. This year, it's the ever hateable Maroon Five. Some fucking guy named Travis Scott, who I guess I'm supposed to know who that is. And, uh, <laughs> just and, just and a small boy. musician yeah. named Travis Scott. Do you know who Travis Scott is? Matt, are you serious right now? Who's Travis Scott? I'm dead too. Who the fuck is Travis Scott? I know, and and Big Boy is the other uh, the other artist. Travis Scott is, he sounds like a country artist to me. I, I don't know who. <laughs> no, Travis Scott is a hip hop artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like like actual hip hop or like modern day hip hop that's just like stolen beats and noise. Yes. Right. So <laughs> so so he so he sucks is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, I'll be I'll be fair. I'll be unbiased. I'll go give Travis Scott a listen. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm 100 certain I'm not going to enjoy it. But you know, it's just is what it is. Because hip hop, yeah. hip hop is not hip hop that we listen to today. It's not hip hop. Okay. And R and B that we listen to today, it's not R and B. R and B stands for rhythm and blues. Yeah. The R and B we get today is neither rhythmic nor bluesy. So shut the fuck up. Anyway, back to my original point. This is going to be a god awful Super Bowl halftime show. There's going to be. I, I can picture it exactly right now. It's going to oh, be. Oh yeah. Maroon Five is just going to do a medley of all their big hits. They're going to play about 30 seconds of each song. Who the hell knows what Travis Scott and Big Boy are going to be doing? Probably just yelling into the microphone in the background. You know, it's like, Aah! like what's like what's his name? Does DJ Khaled? Oh, he right. just yells DJ in the Khaled. background. I'm Khaled. I'm Khaled. Yeah. Blah, blah blah. Nobody cares. There's going to be a bunch of dancers. There's going to yeah. be fireworks and lights and spectacles, and it's going to be awful. Yeah. It's going to be awful. Yeah. You know, I'm not the biggest fan. You know, it's it's not definitely not what it once was, right? And uh, music today is not what it once was either, because yeah, because a lot of people don't listen to good music. Well, well or okay, yeah, good music or just 
I mean, even new music, right? So, like, because new music is so what it is, right? Yeah. You, you're going to go and you have so many different ways where you can stream just the your favorites and all the music that you always like, right? So you don't need to go out and find new music. Music isn't as – music isn't culture as much as it used to be, right? When we were kids in yeah. the 90s, you know, in MTV, MTV was culture. That was the, yeah. the teenage and, and preteen culture, right? You know, and that's just not the way that it is because it's all just reality shows now. Music just isn't – it's still influential. See, it's still important. But there's so many different genres, so many different niche ways that people identify themselves. You know, I, you know, I, one of one of my favorite channels to listen to um, on Spotify is to just have on the background is, is the Chill Hop Cafe, right, which is just is, – is a genre of music. Just it's very – um, it's, it's almost like, um, I hate almost you. like, it, it, it's like elevator hip hop, I hate right? And so it's really much. great. It's awesome. I hate you so it's, much. it's amazing, you know, and, and I'm not you, man. <laughs> Everyone's allowed their opinion and their own tastes. Dude. Not on this show. You're not, you are not. <laughs> I'm going to actually slightly disagree with you about the, uh, music influence, uh, well, that's just that you mentioned. Idiot. Yeah. Well, no, because so if you actually look at, so take Asbury Park as an example. Asbury Park, there's a there's a, a saying that people will say is that music save Asbury Park. And as yeah. someone that's been playing music in Asbury Park for their entire lives and knows people that still do that, yeah. I can tell you that is 100% true. And Asbury Park, yeah. year after year for the last at least five or six years, consistently gets ranked very high on those you know national rankings of coolest cities in America. And one of the reasons that it's yeah. always ranked that high is because of its music culture. Other cities like that are Austin and Nashville. Yeah, and they absolutely. have very rich – and uh, New Orleans. And New Orleans. Very yeah. rich, vibrant – cultures of music not just music history like Nashville and New Orleans in particular but new music too so so yeah. I say all this to say I do definitely agree with you that on a whole right now across the country music is not as influential as it once was but right. I think that we're starting to see a bit of a resurgence because like like when I was just in Austin back in November and down on the main drag on 6th Street in Austin, every place is a bar and or a restaurant. Right. And on Saturday night, we were walking up and down the street, and I, I would say every – like nine out of every ten places you went into, if it wasn't like a coffee shop, even the coffee shops had live music. And and the best part about it was what it, what made it, it exciting for me right. is that it was all original music, yeah. not a cover band to be found. So I think a lot of that is really coming back slowly but surely – um, but I really think it's coming back, and that makes me really excited. And like you know, places yeah, like Asbury Park are at the forefront. And hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna see a, a change in mainstream culture. It's just trying to do something as big as the Super Bowl because there is such a diverse audience, right? It is the most watched you know television show every year, um, you know, and, and sporting event. It, it's hard to find something that's gonna cross over and be appealing for everyone, right? So. Um, so, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, l let us know what you think, right? We've we talked a lot about culture and influencers and, um, uh, and and music and everything like that. You know, you know, what do you guys think out there, right? Like, are you like, are you the ones that think, you know, it's, it's not wrong for someone to want to follow an influencer or is it wrong to follow an influencer or, you know, um, you know, or, or to blindly follow it or dedicate your life to an influencer when it, all it is is just fantasy, and we can promise you here at Ready, Set, Review that if we ever reach that influencer status, I 
promise you that God, we will that would not. Be so sweet. I promise. <laughs> I promise you that we will not try to sell you tea that makes you shit your pants. <laughs> Coming up on the next episode, of set review, re-review Fashion Nova. <laughs> be sure to get our swag by now. By now, the Fashion Nova Ready Set Review under ruse. <laughs> Willing to partner with Fashion Nova. <laughs> uh, only if they cut us a big enough check. Yeah, seriously. Right? <laughs> Oh man! Or uh, what's the one that all of the wrestling podcasts are? Blue Chew. Oh, Blue, Blue Chew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Blue God. Chew for male dysfunction. Blue oh, Chew. God. <laughs> when the timing is right. Yeah. Blue Chew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a I have a I have a solution for your male dysfunction. Just find somebody hotter. Yeah. Um. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, the reviews for the movie Glass are starting to pour in, and oh yeah, oh boy, they yeah. are. Not pretty. We are getting some uh, mixed reviews from uh, from the, the actual um, the the actual critics themselves as well as the fans, right? And we always say here at Ready Set Review, we're always talking about the critics and fuck the critics, right? Because the critics are usually wrong. They usually don't know what they're talking about. They have this yeah. you know highly elevated opinion of themselves, right? And so you should always go by the fan reviews, right? What do the fans actually think? You know, the people who are gonna think like you gonna view movies the way that you view movies, right? And try and go think of it that way and and, and determine what you're going to see uh, <laughs> based on uh, based on kind of that criteria. So I'm really excited for Glass. I think it's going to be a pretty cool um, – I think there's going to be some good action in it. I think it's going to be yeah. a cool movie. Um, it's really going to be interesting to see how well M. Night Shyamalan does. Um, I think that he really had touched on something with Split. And, you know, and tried to create something and create this whole world that he had originally wanted to do with Unbreakable, but never actually got a chance to do because he created a whole bunch of movies that were garbage. Oh, such awful garbage. But I think that this could be a cool way to, to kind of bring him back. And, and who knows? I mean, I'm just hoping that maybe it, maybe it is bad. I don't know. But yeah. The critics, I, right now, I think it currently has like a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I've been trying to not read too much into the, the reviews. Yeah. But it try sounds, to avoid spoilers. It, it sounds like there is a, uh, uh, he, M. Night Shyamalan does the M. Night Shyamalan thing where he gives you some big twist at the end. Um, and if that's true, I, that for me is what's, because, uh, his, he's only had one twist that actually really worked. Like let's be honest here, the twist in the sixth sense that worked. And 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 if you and if you couldn't tell that he was dead, like before the twist happened, like you weren't paying attention to the movie. But that's neither here nor there. I couldn't um, tell when I first saw it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> then again, I think when did it first come out? Nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight. Uh, nah. No, it was later than that. No, I don't think so. Not uh, let's go to the big board. Go to the big board. Go to the big board. I was going to say, because I was, I was maybe 14 years old let's when I saw it, or 15, if that, you know, so. So so we're still going to go see Glass. We're very excited about it. We're not letting the critic reviews uh, uh, get us down, if you will. But um, I'll, I'll just be the, I'll be the first one to say that I don't – I'm not that surprised that it's getting bad reviews – um, because I thought that split was a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, 
you weren't expecting it. The it was like it was like the exception to the rule. Because, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because M Night like as we said, it made a bunch of dog shit movies right. for a very long time. Right. I think Split was like an anomaly. That's yeah. what I was looking for an anomaly. Yeah, Split, you know? Split Split definitely was an anomaly, and it was really good, right? And nineteen ninety nine, you were yeah. right. Thank you. Whatever, you're never right. Chalk one up for the big game. You're never right. You're never right. <laughs> I, I love you. when Matt has to admit that I was right. It actually tickles me. <laughs> I fucking right? hate you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so really excited. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I think, and then if it's bad, we'll let you know. You know, if you guys oh, want. Oh, we will let you know. Oh, we will <laughs> let you know. So, we'll definitely review that with the Fire Festival um, documentaries Documentary, next yeah. week on the show. So, you know, if you guys want to see it, go and see it. If you don't want to see it, Tune in next week and we'll give you our honest opinion of it and uh, then you can determine it that way. Um, I would say if you're going to go see it, again, as I always encourage with – well, or I encourage with some certain movies, um, probably not the movie you want to pay more than 7 bucks to go and see. Oh, $7 Smackdown, Dude, baby. Yeah. Give it – you know, go and see it if you want to see it. Yeah. But try not to pay more than like 7 bucks for it. Try and go to a matinee or, or whatever and uh, keep it cheap for yourself. So let's uh, let's change gears here for a minute because last week we started a new segment on the show uh, regarding some that wouldn't necessarily call it a new segment. We just approached yeah. it in a different way where we talk about uh, a fanboy argument and talk about how stupid it is. Yeah. So we we read a we read another uh, fanboy. It's not even a fan. I guess you can call it an argument. Uh-huh. Um, it's on. A, it's currently featured on Screen Rant. One of the writers on Screen Rant, and uh, this writer is taking a stance trying to defend uh, some of the DC movies. And his right, whole right. argument, he's trying to argue and, and prove to people or, or make people understand why everybody loved Aquaman and Wonder Woman so much but hated Batman vs. Superman and Justice League and Man of Steel. So his argument, and this is just this is just classic – DC fanboy knowledge. Like I can literally hear like, like I can ugh. I can smell the fanboy body odor coming off. His argument is that because Batman and Superman are more beloved characters, which first off, false right away, especially when you're talking about Wonder Woman. Aquaman, maybe. Yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman has is every yeah. been one of the most influential yeah. characters. And in a, all a core DC. member of the Justice League. Yeah. Every bit as and beloved one as of Batman the and Superman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So every bit is beloved. So right off the bat, you're wrong. And he says that the reason why people didn't like Batman versus Superman is that because um, they're the most beloved characters in, in almost all of comics, not just DC, right. and that because we had had so many other live-action movie iterations of these characters, almost all of which were good, so that, therefore, they were, were comparing they that... Were well, they, well, we can get to that in a moment. We can get to that in a moment. <laughs> but the crux of his argument is that the reason why people shit on movies like Batman vs. Superman and Justice League is because they were comparing these beloved characters to right, other to previous, previous iterations. Yeah, to previous movies that they had seen them in. Which, right? which he doesn't even realize that he's like disproving his own argument because essentially what he's saying is that the reason you don't like these characters in these movies is because... The other movies they were in were better, which yeah, is just true. They're just better movies. So the, yeah. the argument is the reason why people like Wonder Woman and Aquaman better is because they don't suck massive dick like Batman vs. Superman Justice League did. That's the reason. They were bad movies. Not that there's anything wrong with that for those of you who like that. Yeah. They were just – <laughs> <laughs> You know, just got to put the uh, disclaimer in the there. The disclaimer. Anyway. There. Yeah. They're so, bad movies. Yeah, no. Terrible character you're, development. You're bad plot. Right. Like, oh. And, and no, there, there is an argument to be made, right, when in the, the turn of the century, right, when 
um, X-Men came out and all of a sudden it was a great movie, right? And, yeah. and it did so well in the box office. And then all of a sudden that was really when the comic book bubble started to blow up, right? Yep. And so uh, Fox went out and they went out and they tried to get the bankable superheroes that had been done, right? They went out and they went and got the X-Men. Sony went out and got Spider-Man, had the rights to Spider-Man and did all the Spider-Man movies. No, that's right? not entirely true. Just to correct you. Well, Sony had the rights to Spider-Man. Well, the, the, they, the, yes, they, they had – Fox and Sony had those rights already because Marvel was selling off character rights like a, like a wildfire in the 90s because they're about to go bankrupt. Right. Yeah. Right. So they already had those characters in house. Right, which is – if you ever get a chance to go and watch the Doomed documentary yep. talking about Roger Corman's uh, Fantastic Four yep. iteration, which I believe is available on YouTube to watch, Stan Lee was so mad at that movie because he never wanted – a Marvel movie to come out ever again that he didn't have control over, that, yeah. that Marvel didn't have control over, which is why they created Marvel Studios, yep. right? And But the Marvel characters that they brought into their universe, a lot of them, Iron Man, you know, Cap even Captain America, oh, yeah. right, Thor, they weren't exactly the most popular comic book characters, no, right? 100%. You not. know, of course they had the Incredible Hulk, who was one of the more popular ones, right? Yeah. Um, and now bringing Spider-Man in, who is one of the most popular ones. But they took a lot of those ancillary characters and they turned them into major stars. I was never a fan of Iron Man until the movie. Yeah. Until the movie came out, well, really until New Avengers. Avengers, when he got the new armor and it looked right. more realistic, and, right? Um, and until that kind of whole thing happened, and then the movie happened right after that, yeah, right. But I was never a fan, and then and then all of a sudden the movie happens, and I was a huge fan, right? Captain America too. He just seemed kind of like the Boy Scout, and like that's the way he's always represented, and you don't really understand that motivation behind him and and the the struggle that he goes through, right? And getting a chance to see him in the movie, you know, really brought that to light, right? Yeah. Which I think is really cool. So there is an argument to be made about it, but I <laughs> the argument and foolproof, especially on the DC side, I give you Suicide Squad. <laughs> Most of those characters had never been brought to light before. Yeah, exactly. Right? And the ones who were, yeah, they didn't really do that great except for Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is the only one that they did well. Exactly. Right? But Killer Croc was never in any other movie. Terrible. Deadshot was never in any other movie. Yeah. Right? And and neither were any of the other characters. Boomerang was never in any other movie. And they were terrible. They were yeah. terrible characters. Yeah, this is just DC fanboys trying to, for whatever reason, continuously defend these movies that are just it, it's not good. It, it's like we've always been talking about here. There's there's only there's just a handful of things. You need to make a truly good comic book movie. Yeah. Um, a, you need good characters, and those characters need to be based some way in the the lore that we know in comic books. Again, they don't right. need to be direct adaptations, right? Because direct adaptations do not always no, work. You want it to be its own right. story. When you're switching things from one medium to another, you want it to be yeah. its own its own story. And then, in terms of story, you need an actual story that is not riddled with goddamn plot holes <laughs> and you've got to have the three-act play there's uh, got to be the the beginning the middle and the end you know every good story <laughs> is is three acts right and you, you have the introduction the build and then the climax right i just can't get over the, the 
I can't. I, I, I can't get past the scene in Batman versus <laughs> Superman where they're sitting there in the Capitol building and they're talking about how they're gonna bring they're gonna bring Superman in to have this like hearing about like whether or not he should be allowed to be Superman, Superman or whatever yeah. it was. And they're talking about like, right. you know, is he really a good guy and blah blah blah. Meanwhile. There's a fucking Superman statue behind her in the goddamn Capitol building. Yeah. Who, like, paid so so who paid for the Superman statue? It's bad storytelling. It's, it's so dumb. They literally never built Superman to be a hero, right? They never built him yeah. to be this hero character, yeah. right? Which, like, that's who Superman is. That's why his death was so meaningful. Exactly. When you don't build him to be a... a a hero that people look up to, if they're only looking up to him because he is super duper powerful, right? And he's right. not like that great person. Like the reason that Superman is such a great hero is because he's because he's so powerful, he doesn't need to worry about anything else. So he doesn't need to impress anybody. So he doesn't need to be anything other than truly good. Yeah. Right? And it's and it's a reflection of him being raised by Jonathan and Martha Kent. Right. And his parents who were human and they treat him and they teach him how to be raised in the right way. And it's and yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we, we could talk for days about yeah, the days plot holes in that fucking movie. <laughs> what did you say her name? Yeah. Like, what uh, did you say her name? <laughs> and, and, while, and while Justice League did not have as many plot holes, it was oh, bad. it's just bad. Bad for lots of other reasons. But Justice, like, League, is, <laughs> Justice League will forever be one of those movies that's just it's so bad. It's good. Oh, no. I like, loved watching like, it. Toxic yeah. Avenger style. Like yeah. that movie is so no, bad. I it's loved good. every minute of yeah. it, but it was it was terrible. The like, cheesy lines, the terrible. crappy yeah. Joss. Whedon reshoots, dude. Oh, God. The the obvious Joss Whedon scenes, right? Yeah. Um, just the stupid lines that the Flash says. I Everything. absolutely hated the Flash. Everything. I hated the Flash in it that movie. It was so bad. Yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. So so go read the article. Um. It, it's called uh, Why Fans Like Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but hate or something along the lines of but hate uh Superman and Batman. Yeah. So let us know what you think. We go know, read it. What's your opinion? Yeah. Why do you think? Because again. If you've seen Aquaman, good. You know, let me know what you think. But that movie is a steaming pile. Like, if you look at it on the basis of just being a good movie, it is not a good movie. It's a crappy movie. It's a crappy movie. It's a crappy action movie, right? It's just got big-time special effects, and it's just – it's not good. But why do people think that this movie is so much better than Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman? It was not – it was not better at all. It was It was why. exactly the same. I told you why. You said the same thing last week. I told it's you why. Bandwagon. I told, it's not bandwagoning. It's because it gets rid of Zack Snyder. Well, it banishes Zack it's Snyder it, well, it's because they're trying to be a comedy because they're trying to make it lighthearted. And, it doesn't matter. It, it's uh, not Zack Snyder, and therefore it is good. But it <laughs> is Aquaman is the most selling DC movie, and it yeah. makes no sense to me. It absolutely makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, listen, Anthony, as we like to say here on Ready Set Review, everyone is entitled to your opinion, even if your opinion is wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So um so some really uh, fun rumors came out this week too, um and we need to talk about a few of them. Uh, okay. One of them, is, actually two of them. What do you got, man? Are in the uh, in the realm of DCEU. So so this this Batman movie that's supposedly getting made in November. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Man, rumors are starting to swirl around it though. So it, it, I mean, apparently there's a script that's done. Uh, rumors have been swirling around this movie for three fucking years. <laughs> so just shut up. <laughs> the uh, so apparently Penguin is going to be the featured villain right now, but they're also or, saying or. that there might be more than one villain. Exactly. So it's not may not only be Penguin. It may be 
more than just one villain. Wait a minute. I just had this revelation. We were talking about this earlier. Can we back okay. up for a second? Okay. Deathstroke is supposed to be in this fucking movie. Is he the other villain? They already cast John Manganiello in it. He was in that after credit scene in Justice League. He was supposed to be in the fucking Batman. Is oh, he yeah. the other villain? Oh, yeah. Or did they just get rid of him altogether? That's a great point. Like, what happened to Deathstroke? He was so cool looking. He's probably they they cut him loose. I'm telling you, they cut him loose. No, they gave did John they, they gave it? John Manganiello a call. Did they and they're scrap like, it? Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you they did. Oh man, I was not even thinking about that. They can't make up their right. mind. They can't make up their mind about fucking anything. Or is it just going to be one of those things where they're like, they're like, oh, it's a big secret. Who's the big reveal to be the like, other villain? Oh god, and it's Deathstroke, the guy you knew the whole time. I will. I will tell you what, though. Like the uh, Josh Gad has been campaigning to play Penguin. If that's if, if Penguin is going to be one of the featured villains in the movie, and right. I, I think he would make a fantastic uh, villain. Yeah, I, I mean, fantastic Penguin. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I think he would too. And I think that if the Penguin, if if you're able to do the Penguin, right. And again, more of that gangster style, right? You have yeah. to show him as a, a almost like a mafia leader, right? Almost like a John Gotti, but not not, not John Travolta's John Gotti, right? But like, <laughs> a, like an actual, uh, like an actual good, like um, like a good villain, right? And yeah. you have to you have to have that reason why people are even following him from right, the get go, of course. right? In the first place, right? Like, why would they do it? Why would they even follow him? Which is the thing that I never understood about the Joker, right? Yeah. Because he was so psychotic. He was so psychopathic that, like, it made no sense that people would actually believe him. It's like... Just a lot of crazy people. Is he going to pay me or is he going to kill me? I have no idea. Well, then why would you ever work for him? You know you're not going to get paid, right? A lot, a, lot of, a lot of sick fucks in Gotham. That's well, why. That's also, <laughs> that's also true. They get, they get turned on by that. Am I going to get paid or am I going to get killed? You know, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, and, and maybe fear of the Joker because if you don't work for him, he's going to murder you. That you know? I think is a more plausible. Yeah, that's probably there, more yeah. plausible. And maybe if you're lucky, he'll pay you. Um, um, but then you know, also on that same note, in the Batman rumors are the rumors of who is going to play Batman. Yeah, who the fuck is this guy you were telling me about before? So Jack O'Connell is right now the rumored front runner to be able to be the person to replace Ben Affleck. Now I think that this is a ruse. I think that. Um, I think that Ben Affleck is going to come back in and he's going to play Batman. And I also think that Henry Cavill is definitely not done with playing Superman. I think, oh. I think, I think that maybe this, you're was, like a believer. Yeah. I don't, uh, or maybe a non-believer. Right? <laughs> so like, I think that there's, uh, I think that Ben Affleck is going to come back in and play, especially like choo choo, man, the money train is running. Right. When was the last billion dollar movie that Ben Affleck did? Right? Who knows? Right? <laughs> I don't think he's ever done one. Yeah. What was the last billion dollar movie that Jason Momoa did? Aquaman. <laughs> okay? So, like, especially with the success of Aquaman and then uh, I'm sure the success of Shazam and the Joker later this year, it's going to be something that Ben Affleck is like, okay, don't start that money train without me, man. I got to get aboard. You know, let me hop aboard and uh, and actually run with it. And now that Zack Snyder is out of it, right, you know, it's going to be written by uh, Matt Reeves, right? Yeah, well, he's the one that apparently already wrote the script. Right, he yeah, wrote the like, script, so I don't, see, he's I don't, also directing it too, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if money is enough to get Ben Affleck back on the train, man. Like, oh, he doesn't – That he doesn't much need, money? How much money? He doesn't need money, really. Like, but I just – you know, when I think about his other movies and how – how seriously he's taken a lot of the other movies that he's either acted in or written or directed. 
I just can't see him coming back to this shit shit show unless it's like I mean I guess everybody has a price, but I just wonder yeah. I want I wonder what his is I don't I'm know telling you. I wonder what especially his is. because especially because they still have Gal Gadot especially because Margot Robbie is still going to be Harley Quinn um, I think that it's not over you know I think I think that there's I think that there's going to be lots in and it's just like Kevin Smith through the yeah. whole thing and they so be fine. so Jack O'Connell uh, was actually a character he he played the character Roy Good in a Netflix show called Godless which if you're a fan of westerns at all it's an amazing show I think we talked about it on an earlier episode uh, but definitely go and check it out on Netflix I would I would really encourage it if you're looking for a new series it's a limited series so it's only one season. Uh, but it's a great show on Netflix, and it's a western. It's called Godless. Go check it out. Um, but Jerry o- or Jack O'Connell, the guy who they want to play Batman, um, or is rumored to be the front runner, um, plays Roy Good in that show, and, yeah. and he's really good in that show. No pun intended. Um, you know, he's he's very. It's a very talented actor. Um, but I just don't see him as Batman. He's just not Batman to me. Yeah. He's just not he's not suave and debonair enough. He's not he I think he would play a great Jason Todd. I think he would play oh, um, Okay. You yeah. know, I, I think I don't I don't think he would play Dick Grayson or, or Tim Drake or or even obviously not Damien, but I think he would play a really good coming back to life Jason Todd, like like a Punisher style Jason I'm gonna, Todd. The, I'm gonna uh, have a I'm gonna have a hard time seeing anybody else's Dick Grayson after watching Titans. Yeah, after watching Titans. No Brent Thwaites is so fucking Dude, good. I yeah. can't. Uh, Was it Thwaites? Is it Thwaites? Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Seamus? 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 <laughs> uh, um, so, so Marvel movie rumors, actually. Um, this is very much in line with what we talked about last week with the Fox Disney merger and Kevin Feige. Um, Feige. 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 I got it right this time. <laughs> Feige. Is it Feige? Feige. Is it the yogurt? <laughs> um, so, uh, so some rumors came out, uh, and these are, are, are these are really rumors because the guy yeah. that that tweeted about them literally he's the only person that tweeted about it, and he he didn't even cite you know he didn't even go with the sources say it seems like he just right. pulled this out of his ass. Yeah. Um, but as part of the Fox Disney merger, he's saying that the. Uh, uh, the Gambit movie and the Doctor Doom movie and the X Force movie have been reportedly shelved. So let's go one at a time here. Yep. Yeah, let's definitely go one at a time. Uh, Doctor Doom movie. Who? Nobody has ever this. This hearing about the Doctor Doom movie being shelved was the first time anybody even heard of a fucking Doctor Doom movie. Certainly, the first time I ever heard about yeah. it. Yeah. So, so as part of the Fox Disney merger, no surprise that that movie is not first on their list of things to make. Because they yeah. want to introduce Doctor Doom as a villain for the Fantastic Four, so obviously, the Gambit movie, the Gambit movie with Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum as Gambit, does, like, is he going to do the Goblin speak? Like, the, is and yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, don't make it, yeah, like, don't make it sound like Marvel is the one that's putting this movie on the shelf. No. This movie has been on the shelf yeah. ever since it was Never announced. Came off the shelf. Because even long before the Fox and Disney merger was even a glimmer in Kevin Feige's eyes, nobody wanted to make a Gambit movie. This was Channing Tatum's pet project. Nobody at Fox gave two fucking shits about this no movie. Way. Because everybody knew that it was a terrible idea. Because I'm sorry, Gambit. Despite being one of the most beloved characters from the 90s, he did not age well as a character. No, definitely not. He did not. So nobody cared about that movie. Now, the X-Force movie, that's the one that's interesting because I think you should take the whole shelved rumor with a grain of salt. Because in our opinion, it wouldn't even make sense 
to do the X-Force movie on the original timetable that had been set forth before the Disney merger because then you're introducing the, let's be honest, the BX squad before you even have a chance to introduce the X-Men. So what they're more than likely going to do is because they're, they're not going to give up on Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. That's too much money there. Too right. To be loved did by they fans. all die in... Uh, well, like they, they, they all die in Deadpool? But that wasn't really <laughs> X-Force, though. Like, you know, now that you have Cable and Domino. Shatterstar dying yeah. in Deadpool was one Dude, of the, was the greatest man. That was such like a like such a joyful scene yeah. for me because I absolutely hate the Shatterstar so, character. Yeah, it was so great. I was so happy to. So see here's that. what Mar- here's what Marvel's gonna do. They're gonna give us the X Men characters first, introduced in the MCU. We're gonna be washed away of all of the uh, the Dark Phoenix and the Apocalypse movies. Those are all gonna go away. We're gonna get the new X Men in the MCU. We're gonna get another Deadpool movie in the MCU. And then we're going to get an X-Force movie because I personally really want to see an X-Force movie. It's just the timing doesn't make sense because, again, you don't want the first X characters you introduce in the MCU to be the fucking B-Squad of the X-Men characters. You want to introduce the X-Men first. Right. Then you'll bring in X-Force. Right. So everybody just relax, okay? Yeah. Everybody just relax. And Gambit's not getting made. Shut the fuck up. No. Nobody wanted to see that movie. No, nobody wanted to see that movie anyway. Nobody wants to see a movie all about Gambit. He's no. not really he's not that, that interesting. interesting of no. a character. No, he's, he's an auxiliary no. character no. at best. No, yeah, yeah. I, I would have loved to see him in other X-Men movies, no. right? I would love if they threw Gambit in the next X-Men team movie. No, I think they, tried, be great. they tried to do him in that Wolverine Origins movie but made it awful. Oh, yeah. Ugh. You know? Oh, I almost threw up my mouth. Though. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, he was terrible in that. You know? The whole movie was terrible. The CGI claws, remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were. That movie was not great. That scene, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the watching that scene. The beginning was good. Ryan Reynolds was dead. The first act, the first act was great. But I'll never forget that scene where he's in the. Um, the bathroom of like the the old couple on the farm. Oh yeah, and, and he's got his claws. Everything. And he's like and he's like scraping his claws together. Yeah. And it's so like the CGI claws and the CGI sparks coming off the claws. Yeah. I'm just like, oh god. I, I feel like I was watching a movie with CGI from like 1995. Like, yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> it was not good. It was, it was worse than the. I, I'm gonna say it was worse than the CGI mustache. Oh uh, like, wow. Than the CGI mustache. Bold, bold saying. Yeah. Bold saying. <laughs> All right, so coming up to the uh, to the uh, end of the show here, um, getting a chance to talk about who's going to win the weekend, right? So shocker, what, shocker, uh, we were both wrong yeah. last week. Um, both got it wrong. I had said that Escape Room, I thought because it had done very well the week before, yep. I really thought it had a chance to beat out Aquaman. Yep, and it turns out that despite the backlash that he had faced, the new Kevin Hart movie and Brian Cranston movie, The Upside, I, took the weekend. I am so shocked by that because shocked. I really thought I really thought that that whole Kevin Hart Oscars fiasco was just going to sink this movie at the box office just based on people's reactions to everything and everything that was going on. So I was completely floored to see this movie. Cause, and, and to be fair, yeah. when I saw the trailer, I thought it looked like a really good movie. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really want to see it. Um, but I couldn't believe that Everybody else went to go see it too. <laughs> oh man, I, you know, I, I just it, it it and it looks like you know it looks like a very heartwarming movie. It does, it looks like and a good very on him. Movie, yeah, good on Kevin Hart. You know, and again, it just goes to show you that like 
you know, just because like, you know, six people out of a million complain about something like, you know, come on. Like we gotta stop. We gotta stop feeding the trolls here. We gotta stop. stop oh yeah. You know, stop letting them. You know, dictate. Stop letting the minority dictate what the majority has to feel. Right. When people talk about like you know oh um, like like Millie Bobby Brown put a post on on Instagram right and it was her wearing a very nice dress. Yeah, the the dress was a little slim fitting and she was in high heels. People were like oh you're 14 years old you should act your age. Yo, shut up. Yo, she was yeah. just wearing a dress. Yeah, shut the fuck no, up. No, like, you're the one with the problem. It's almost like a Rorschach test, right? Yeah. But, like, for the majority of the people, didn't have a problem with it. But because, like, you know, there was a, a group of people, a handful of people that did have a problem with it, all of a sudden, the thing that the media is talking about is, oh, all this backlash that Millie Bobby Brown is facing. And it just, yeah. it just wasn't, like, whatever. It's not backlash. It's idiots. There's a difference. Yeah. A huge, huge point. Yeah. People are going to complain. You're never going to be able to please everybody. And the, the absolute worst thing about the best thing in the world, the internet, is that it gives everyone a voice and even the people that really should just sit there. And <laughs> Unlike us. Yeah, exactly. We've got the greatest podcast (laughs) in the entire world talking about movies, music, comics, and culture. And so, so this week, opening this week, um, (laughs) it's again. Let's remind everybody that we're still in the first month of the year. It's still January. Yep. Yep. So we're still. This is the. This is the time of year where this is the dumping ground for the studios. So the studios are are offloading their shit. And uh, the indie movies the are, indie are movies. getting well, their, and I wouldn't big, really call right. them shit. I think that there's a couple of indie movies that are out there that are are going to be pretty cool. No, no, I didn't, I didn't mean the indie movies. I meant the big studios with their big releases. This is when they're all floating their oh, shitty yeah. movies. You know, like, this is like 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 if there 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 are there are surprisingly none coming out anytime soon. But like if for example a big studio had dumped a lot of money into like another Catherine Heigl rom com, like right. January right. is right. when they would release it. Yeah, you know, that's like true. yeah. Um, so, so the, there's a big indie movie coming out this week. And I say big just in terms of buzz and, and what people are, uh, fans and critics are saying. It's called right. Rust Creek. Um, right. I'm not even going to bother to tell you who's in it or who's directing because it, it's nobody you're going to know. It's, it's, it's anybody that, that we, we barely know. It's very much an indie movie, but it's yeah. sitting at a nice 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, but let's just be honest though. The, the only movie that's gonna, uh, uh, move the needle at the box office this weekend is going to be glass it's going to be glass um and you know so what regardless of what the critics are saying about that we i mean i'm, I'm going to speak for you here because i think you would agree with me that glass is going to win the weekend yeah I'd be shocked if it didn't yeah i'd be shocked if it didn't I, i'd love to be able to disagree with you on this um but it's definitely going to be glass yeah. right i think everybody has already seen aquaman who's going to see aquaman yeah you know i'm sure that it'll have great dvd sales and it'll do great when it comes out on demand and everything else um but glass is really the one that everyone is going to go see despite the bad reviews um however though i do want to talk about because we're we're you know obviously on the glass you know train here um the one that I do want to talk about is a movie called The Last Man. Ooh. And I think that this movie, now this is a movie starring Hayden Christensen and Harvey Keitel. And it's a post-apocalyptic, you know, kind of sci-fi flick. And from the trailer, it actually looks, it looks pretty interesting. It looks, I don't want to say that it looks good. It looks interesting. <laughs> so I think. That's a great way to put it. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm cautiously optimistic, right? Yeah. Because I love Harvey Keitel. Um, and Hayden Christensen is just not that great of an actor, but he looks, he looks like he's really trying to give this movie his all and that he may 
be it may did, be something for him. Did you did you catch how in the trailer the they he doesn't have like a single line no, of dialogue in the talk in the entire they're, they're like like Hayden just just don't nope. speak just, just stand just, there just stand there stand there maybe look. maybe yeah. he doesn't talk throughout the entire movie Who wow knows? that would be great yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. great if he'd have yeah, a single line yeah oh like but I definitely like that definitely is a movie that I would I actually am looking forward to and and that I kind of want to go and see um but and go and check out so. Um, I would definitely encourage um, you guys, you know, go and check out at least the trailers for these movies that we're talking about. You know, make your own decision um, and uh, and let us know. You know, let us know what um, uh, what you guys think. Let us know what you guys see. You know, let you guys let us know what you're um, what you're looking at or what you're thinking about. And um, yeah, and we'll definitely give you a review of Glass next week. And if you want, if you don't really want to spend the money and go and see Glass, wait for our review. Listen to us. Listen to us. You know, kind of review it and then make your own opinion and, and see where it goes from there. But your opinion will be wrong. Tune well, in well, next week to Ready, Set, you agree with our opinion, right? <laughs> right? No, you got to agree with our opinion. And then as long as you agree with our opinion. But guys, don't forget, um, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you're following us on SoundCloud. Um, a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be coming up with in the future as well. Some more collaborations, a couple of new interviews. Um, we're just kind of working out some of the fine details for all of that. Um, and yeah, and, and make sure, you know, you know, give us your comments once you leave, uh, you know, once you get a chance to listen to the show, let us know what you think, you know, did you like it? Did you not like it? What can we do better? What can we, what, what, um, what do you want to hear more of? You know, let us know. Uh, we'd love to be able to hear other people's opinions and tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening guys. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. True reviewers.